Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. My name is Promise, and we are so glad you could join us. Before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for providing for our every needs and providing for and showing us the way we should be following you, Lord, and giving us wisdom so that we may be prosperous in the way that we go, Lord, and also showing us how we can be obedient, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the perfect example of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. 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 Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we continue to study uh, the Word and specifically the book of First Thessalonians. Uh, so this morning we are beginning chapter 5, and if I could get a volunteer to read the first eight verses, please. I will. All right, Layla. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them, as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Well, amen. Amen. All right. So, it's our custom. The floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I will. All right, honey, honey. All right. When we closed out the last episode, you were talking about the warning. Yes. So <laughs> here's more of the, <laughs> here's the warning part of, you know, what the Lord was saying about the rapture. But when your heart is right towards God, it doesn't really come across or you, you don't really experience this as a warning. The the obvious thing is if you're already doing what you're supposed to be doing, then you have nothing to be worried about. Amen. You know, it's... Just so this continue. Is, <laughs> continue. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's good to have it articulated in these in this way that it's very clear and direct. Um, but for believers who are pursuing the Lord with all their heart, their soul, their mind, and their strength, and they are walking in the love of Jesus Christ to love their neighbors as themselves, there's nothing to fear here. And it's actually instead a confirmation like okay, mm-hmm. so whenever that day comes, we can we can certainly carry it in our spirits and wait for it with great expectation and anticipation. Not that we're just you know sitting cooped up in our houses <laughs> waiting for the rapture. Not to come. sitting idle, yes, exactly. But that we are as we walk, keep that reality and the truth that our Lord and Savior will return, and it will be something that um, comes 
I don't know, in a way that, you know, you're, again, not sitting in your house just waiting, you know, with binoculars waiting for the sky <laughs> to change. <laughs> but you're going about your life, but you're always ready. So for this and for me, I, I and for those of us who are pursuing the Lord, this is a this is great news. Amen. This is great news. You know, I've I've been pregnant a few times, four times, and <laughs> the day when I went into labor was a day of celebration. I rejoiced because by the time I got to nine, 10 months, I was like, all right, this is, this has been a long enough journey. Let's go. (laughs) And, you know, in, in each of those accounts, especially when I was walking with the Lord, he gave me a sense of knowing that the time was drawing near, but maybe not at two o'clock tomorrow night. And he can be that, that specific if he so desires, but because of the relationship and the fellowship we have with Holy Spirit, we know that he tells us and shows us things to come. So he's going to put it in our hearts as just for us to be listening to him, but always be ready for his arrival, his literal arrival, because he's with us. Christ is not somewhere mm-hmm. far off. He's in you. He's with you. The Holy Spirit is in you and upon you. The Father dwells in us. So we should always act like today's the day for the trumpet. Today's the day. <laughs> Something we say very, uh, well, I'll, I'll say fairly frequently you know, in this ministry, whether it is the end of days or your end of days, there should be mm-hmm. no difference, no change in how you're living your life as long as it's for the Lord and how you approach the Lord is what, is what we mean by Amen. that. Doing the will of our heavenly father I- exclusively above everything mm-hmm. else. And and being about the father's business. Amen. So for, for those that are walking in that way and we call that walking walking circumspectly. That's what the scripture calls it. Walk in a way that is um, conveying to the Father that you respect the call that he placed on your life and you are willing to show forth and to do what's appropriate for you to be in that place. And to me, that that's, an, that's a wonderful thing. Amen. So this is more like a celebration than it is a warning. And it's good to have words to understand how to convey it to maybe unbelievers or believers who are not walking and are not walking with the Lord as they should be, but also to hold it within their own heart to be found worthy of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ today, tomorrow, and a hundred years from now in the millennia, doing what the Lord asks us to do, mm-hmm. then then, you know, that's a great thing and that there's nothing to shudder about. There's nothing certainly to be afraid of, and there's no cause for concern. It's it's all good. Amen. I promise you have something to share, sir. Yes, we were talking about, well, Mommy, you were talking, the Holy Spirit through you, Mommy, was talking about <laughs> how that there was a warning of what was happening. And also, Mommy, you talked about, briefly talking about how we shouldn't, ultimately shouldn't be fearing of this moment. Mm-hmm. And the Lord was also reminding me of how that our response to this moment is also a way for us to check and see whether or not how we're doing. For example, if you're fearing, for example, the Lord brought me to a test. If I was afraid I was going to fail the test, that was almost a sure indicator that I didn't study enough and I was going to fail. But if I was confident, not cocky, but if when I was confident inside of my abilities, I was able to take that test and ace it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The same principle applies here. If we're afraid that when the Lord comes, we're going to be left behind, we're going to be left behind. Because first of all, 
fear is not the currency of the kingdom mm-hmm. as in God's kingdom. It's the currency of the demonic kingdom mm-hmm. because in, and there is no fear inside of love. That's right. Amen. And also, God cannot work on our behalf if we're too busy being fearful. He cannot actually save us if we have that perspective, if we question God's motives, because we're automatically going to cut our cut ourselves off from God and as a result, force ourselves onto that path. While we may be, quote-unquote, living circumspectly, we can't hear from God because we have our own blockers. Mm-hmm. As in a jammer, like a signal jammer. Hmm. <laughs> well, definitely, but the one who fears has not been made perfect in Amen. love because perfect love casts out all fear. So the, the fullness of walking circumspectly, aware of the times in the season, aware of the call of Jesus Christ, but aware of his presence in your life and the sense and sensibility of doing what's right by God's standards at any time, any moment, in any place. So if we're afraid and we're thinking that God is not on our side, then his love is not yet made perfect. We love him because he first loved us. So that person who fears has not fully received the love that the father has for them. So they haven't yet arrived to walking circumspectly. They're walking afraid and timidly and would be more akin to the, the servant that buried his talent in the earth because he was afraid of his master than the one who went out and did business knowing that he had heard from the master, learned from the master, and his heart and his desire was to do the will of the master to the best of his ability. Quite a different experience they had. Uh Yes, mommy. And there's something else that goes to what you and you all have shared um, concerning this section of scripture about the day of the Lord. And any time... Let's let's put it this way. The Lord isn't a thief. He he isn't trying to trick anybody or try to nastily surprise somebody. It only comes the only reason why it, the language it comes as a thief is used is because some people aren't ready and when you're not ready or prepared for something it's a nasty surprise. Um especially when it's not in your benefit. I I I like surprise birthday parties and the reason why I'm not afraid of them I don't call it as a thief in the middle of the day or a thief in the night because I know you you all love me and you want to surprise me with the awesome gifts she purchased well, or the cake. So let's put it in a more uh, easier to understand way, right? It's for your blessing and benefit. So in the same way that you're talking about this as in the day of the Lord, right? Yes. Those that are in Christ, it is for their blessing and benefit that the Lord arrives. There mm-hmm. should be no fear, right? Just like there's no fear of a surprise birthday party. Mm-hmm. You know it's for your good. So you can mm-hmm. rejoice in it knowing, hey, we're celebrating. Amen. And it, should, and it should be no different for us. Yes, Dad. Thank you for um, summing that up so eloquently and nicely. Saw the Lord. Seeing as you said what you said, Dad. Now let's go to the next point about being in the kingdom of light and not being in the kingdom of darkness. So... As we're walking, and this is something that you teach us often, Mom and Dad, that we have been trained to live for the Lord since infancy, since childhood, as early as I can remember anyway, up until this point. And there is a clear, distinct 
distinguishable difference between the Lord's children and the adversary's children. So Paul here is reminding the Thessalonians again that they're children of the Most High God and they're no longer subject and bound to living the way the adversary lives, which is why you see um, those who sleep, sleep at night, those who are drunk, get drunk at night. That's saying those who are sinners, they sin. But those who are righteous live righteously. They love justice and mercy and love and they do everything that they see their father in heaven doing so it's a reminder for us today that sure everybody was a sinner at one point but that doesn't mean you have to stay there and it does certainly not mean you have to go back and you're condemned to live that life once you've made the decision to be jesus's son or daughter that's where you stay as long as you remain but you keep growing in that relationship you don't just stay where you are and hope for the best there is still a race that has to be run there's still a course that has to be finished there's work to be done mommy as you said about the the servants and the talents they still the master gave them money they were supposed to go out and do business and two of them did the one with the five and the one with the two but the one with the one hid his talent and even the one that he had was taken and given to him who had five so now he had the one that had five went out and made five. So he had 10 and then he got the one. So now he's got 11 and the one that had two went out and made two more. So he had four, but the one who had one had none. This little mm -hmm. piggy had none. Mm -hmm. So the Lord isn't trying to steal this opportunity away from us as the adversary would try to twist and make us believe he's trying to gift us this opportunity. But in order to receive the gift, you've got to be at the right place at the right time in order to have the cake and the little noisemakers and the presence for the party, you actually have to be in the location of the party. You can't be on the train and the party's in the living room and think you're going to get the presence. No, you've got to be in the living room to get the presence <laughs> and the cake. So to partake in the kingdom of the Lord, you've got to be where he told you to be at the time he told you to be there. Because that is the location of the party. You mm -hmm. have to bring your invitation to the right spot to get admittance to said party. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you miss out. Amen. And, you know, for us, I think this reminder is also to keep your eye on the prize. Remember that mm -hmm. it may seem like he's tarrying. It may seem like, well, we thought it was going to be, you know, 1982, but here we are in 2024. Do you give up? Do you get weary in well-doing? Of course not. So this, this reminder is also saying, don't cast off restraint. There are those who are clearly wayward, never had a relationship with the Lord and don't plan or intend to. But then there are others who did have a, a relationship with the Lord, but said, Hey, you know, you're taking too long. It looks like they're having a great time over there. I don't really see why I should wait for you any longer. Hey, maybe I missed it. So what's the point anyway, right? And they're seduced and deceived by their own mind and their own desire for lusts or other things other than God. And then they allow themselves to fall back into sin or to proceed back into sin. And for those of us, um, and the word circumspect also has a connotation of awareness, like you're mentally aware, your mental acuity is, is on the highest level and you're paying attention and you're watching and you're acting and behaving accordingly because you understand the value and the, um, oh, the urgency and the importance of the time and season that you're in. So, for those of us who have put forth this effort to walk in, in fellowship with the Lord, don't get tired of holding fast. And if you're holding fast from a super, super, um, superficial standpoint that says, I'm just going to do what I need to do in the moment, 
as a means to an end, then you'll be of that second group that I described um, that says, well, I've been safe for a minute, but looks like God's taken too long. I'm going to go back and start doing things my own way and go back to a sinful lifestyle. That happens because they haven't taken, they weren't actually doing it from a heart of, I love you, Lord. And I'm here just because I love you. No matter how long it takes, I'm going to love you. And making an I do to Jesus Christ, just like you say I do from to a spouse, but you mean it to be a lifetime contract, a lifetime agreement, a lifetime fellowship, a lifetime covenant with him. So when you speak from that standpoint, if you were just doing something superficial to get by, you know, in case a rapture happened in two weeks, you're good, then that person is going to fall away. But the apostle Paul here is also telling them like, set your, set your motives or set your mindset, your, your internal thermostat to this is a marathon. And so when the opportunities arise and they will come to try to, you know, sin will try to flag you down and get you to, um, detour back into the life that God delivered you from, don't fall for it because there is a recompense of reward for your faith in Jesus Christ. There is, that day is coming and it's okay. Again, not for us to decide, but it is on its way. Yes, mommy. Amen. Promise you have something to share, sir? Oh, no. No. Okay. That you did, honey. Well, I, I do. Um, well, it looks like you got your, your Bible loaded with bookmarks there. Uh, yeah, always. So we might have to get into it in the next thing. But I, I, okay. I'll say this um, before we, or as we begin to close this episode. I love that he, in this, with the Lord through Paul, begin, he's encouraging them, right? By saying, hey, you don't need me to write you about the, the times and seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Because mm-hmm. previously you yes. talked about everything's coming through the Holy Spirit. We need to be in tune to Holy Spirit concerning everything, every area and aspect of our life, letting him, letting God be God, right? Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead who will do what? What, what is the Holy Spirit's role? God is in all truth and shows things to come. Okay. So he's going to bear witness with our spirit of, mm-hmm what is happening and why, and not just now, but, hey, to get us prepared for what is coming, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. But then towards the end of this, he also begins, this is the beginning of his instructions at the end of or conclusion of this letter or this epistle, right? Um, It really starts in verse 6. And I mean, the, the whole remainder of this chapter is, or consists of instructions, and again, because of love, and to prepare them, this is what you are supposed to do, right? There, you have been given this authority. You have been called to wage war against the enemy, right? To guard and to govern through the the name and the power entrusted to you by our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, right? So... He tells them, hey, don't sleep like others do. Like, right, which again, exactly like he said at the beginning of this chapter, be sober, be vigilant, be on the alert, right? Yes. Um, yes. Utilize the armor. The whole thing comes down to warfare. Like, this is what you are called to do. This is the purpose that you who have chosen Christ are called for. It's not just to wait around until we're caught up in the clouds. It's to wage war on the earth delivering the captives, setting them free, right? And all mm-hmm. those things that 
uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ used to define his ministry, which you find in the first couple, two, three verses of Isaiah 61, mm-hmm. right, which we read yes. about in Luke 4, right? That's what we're called to do. And it's also the same thing that we're called to do in this living a fasted life, like we see our Lord and Savior live in Isaiah 58. They're identical. They mirror each other. So he's encouraging them to do that. And he says, the rest of this chapter is all about instructions on how to live out this fasted life. Mm. So it's important for us to recognize that because the, the same thing applies to us today, just like it did then. I have no doubt that they, the Thessalonians, thought, okay, given what my natural eyes and ears are seeing and hearing, the end is soon. Right, mm-hmm. and we, we read about that in Scripture. Hey, Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon, right? Like mm-hmm. they expect that any day our Lord and Savior could return. Mm-hmm. And that's also how we should be living out and caring and conducting ourselves. At any moment, Christ could return. Well, we, as you were saying there, Layla, will we be found ready? Mm-hmm. And will we be excited about it? Right, when you when you read through the scriptures like in Isaiah, right? Uh, <laughs> there's a, a celebration of sorts, right? There's a joy where they're saying, like in Isaiah 25, right? Or maybe it's, maybe it's Isaiah 9. It's like, oh, that's our Lord and Savior. Yep, and here he is. This is the one we told you about, and, and now he's here, right? Like there was a joy in which they were saying, yes, clearly they were under some, you know, very heavy, very challenging circumstances and situations, but they were also rejoicing. Yeah, we, we told you he was here, he was coming, and here he is, mm-hmm. right? So let us live in the same manner, prepared, on the alert, ready for his coming. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Amen? All right, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I thank you for giving us the natural beauty, Lord, and showing us how we should be using your gifts, Lord, to further your gospel. Lord, I also thank you for making us an example to those around us, Lord, and providing everything that we need before we even have need of it, Lord, and teaching us how we should act like you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' somebody name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.